What's up? It's your boy Seth B. We got another podcast today. Oh boy, Ravi, we're talking about alter egos. We're talking about the power of secret identities and how they can transform your life. Big shout out to Todd Herman, whose book inspired today's conversation on Clubhouse. Let's get into this, man. Anomalies, water quality, multi family, residential, and commercial buildings. So check it out. It's Saya on Republic. Good luck. Good luck. I'm sorry. I just wanted to check. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Cool. Satish, welcome, bro. Sorry for the for the, the, the little confusion there. Yo, what's going on? Excited to be here. Sorry I missed yesterday, man. I logged in a little bit later than 10 and the conversation was still very, very strong. Yeah, uh, Tarshika was there most of the night and we, we went on for like two and a half hours, like a lot longer than usual, talking about more... Uh, more abstract concept, uh, concepts about what we think the future is going to be, and uh, what we ca- came to conclusion, everyone who you know stuck it through, is that every Wednesday we should do a more of a futurist kind of conversation where we talk about our thoughts on the future and uh, where it's going to go. Amazing, man! Amazing. Welcome everybody to another episode of uh, Alter Egos and Success. I'm uh, Satsbi Satish. Uh, today we're going to talk about alter egos and success. Um, and, and, you know, the, it's one of my most favorite recent topics. Uh, I've been following an author by the name of Todd Herman. And if you haven't had a chance to check him out, go look up Todd Herman. He's got a book called Alter Ego. If you read it, you know what I'm talking about. That's kind of what we're going to break down. Um, but before we sort of jump into that, Ravi, did I miss anything in the intro? Do you want to set anything up? Um, Nothing other than that, uh, guys, we've been doing this for about two weeks now, almost consistently. Uh, this has been great. Thanks for the people who have been coming in and, and supporting, coming in and weighing in. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing this and involving it. Uh, we actually have a, a WhatsApp group going on. Love to have some of the freaking people, you know, I'll reach out to you on LinkedIn, on, on WhatsApp, on uh, uh, Instagram, if you're comfortable, um, you know, we'll add you into the group. Uh, there we kind of discuss ideas uh, about the topics. Um, the way we kind of see it is like this is like a daily thing, but it's like a training gym to talk about ideas at high levels. Uh, I feel like I'm getting, I'm becoming a better speaker and better able to communicate ideas by by doing this. Uh, and I'm, you know, open for whoever to jump in and join us. But Satish today came up with this great idea um, of a book he's talking about. And Satish, I'll let you uh, introduce the topic more further. Amazing, guys. And those of you that are listening, um, if you want to join the conversation, just put your hand up. We'll bring you up to say what's up. If you're new to Clubhouse and you've never had a chance to chat yet, this is a perfect place to to get involved, chat, share. Uh, And the way we do it is sort of open up the conversation with a high-level topic, and then we let the community sort of flow uh, on how the energy is, and then we do our best to sort of moderate. Um, So today's topic, the alter ego and you know what I was fascinated about is this idea when we're growing up where as kids, we take on different identities. For me, my childhood superhero was Spider-Man. And when things got tough, when I was challenged and I didn't know how to step up, um, 
I went into my Superman slash Spider-Man mindset. And what that allowed me to do as a young child is take on these superhuman qualities that I've seen on TV, and then it empowered me to sort of behave out of character. Now, I didn't know there was a science to this thing. I didn't know there was a philosophy and a book around this stuff. All I knew is there was Satish, was shy, introvert, wasn't doing anything that made the parents happy. And then when, when it became difficult, Spider-Man popped up, Superman popped up. And that person delivered on some stuff that I, Satish, couldn't do. And, and I've been building these subconscious alter egos all through my career. You know, when I started to DJ, uh, I changed my name from Satish to Sats B. And the Sats B character that took the stage was confident, rocked the mic. I don't care if there was three people in the room or 100,000 in the room. There's a different energy and personality that showed up for those two hours. And when I got off stage, Satish, the guy, was there. And I found that to be an interesting mindset as I look at the businesses I built, the egos that I built around my businesses to empower me to step out of character to play the game with the right energy. And, and I wanted to explore that today um, with all of the multifaceted world that we live in with the social media and, and our own fears of performing at a highest level. Is this something that you guys think about? Anybody else have alter egos that helped you get through certain parts of your life? Do you have one now? And you know, one of the examples that Todd mentions in his book is Martin Luther King. You know, we've all you know, heard the, the speech. We've all sort of understood what Martin Luther King stands for. And one of the things that I found interesting is Martin Luther King always had glasses on. And, and what Todd explained in the book is he never needed glasses. But he was shy and didn't know how to get his point across. So putting on the glasses or holding the glasses in his hand transformed him from the everyday guy to this empowering uh motivator that we all got to, to you know, listen to. Uh, and the glasses, the minute he picked it up, the minute he put it on, gave him that mental switch. And uh, so it's a fascinating book. I'm going to open up to you guys to chat. Maybe Ravi, you react, uh, and then we'll continue. But basically what we're doing in this group is, you know, we're sharing the topic. We're passing the mic to each other. So if you get the mic, share what you can. If you have an alter ego, or if you had one, or this is the first time you hear it, I'd uh, love to know what you think. And then once you're done speaking, pick another random person in the group, and then we'll keep sort of sharing the mic and, and exploring. So uh, that's the setup. So what do you think, Ravi? No, I love this. Uh, I, mean, I think this is so important. Um, I have a spin to this that I might add is, um, you know, I, I, through university, I got really close with a set of, a set of friends that who are now professionally in different industries, but we still keep in touch and we're still like be the best friends. And one of the things is like all of us end up in sales and something that I noticed, um, you know, that we all developed this idea of like code switching, where like depending on the environment or depending on an event or depending on, you know, going to work or going to, going to a particular type of event, you, you put on a different personality. Right. And it was so natural to us. And we, we did it as a group that it was like integral to things. And in the sales career, like we see this a lot, especially being minorities. Right. I think uh, like with, with the you know, people of color and what's going on with uh, with the with the uh, South Asian and Pacific Islander community in America, uh, there's a lot of talk around this. Minorities like especially feel the need to like put up a front. Um, 
as if they need to act a certain way. And we have a lot of minorities here in this crowd. Um, this idea of co uh, code switching is, is really big in the black community. It was talked a lot in, um, in Will Smith and, uh, and his, his, his sketches back in the day. But uh, for, I think it also holds true for a lot of uh, minority communities and people who are uh, trying to go into new industries even, right? Putting up this front of being um, something and there's a pressure to be a certain way. And I think entrepreneurs can definitely, definitely speak to this. Yeah, man, and one more quick example before I toss it over to somebody on the crowd. Um, even something as, as simple as like, you know, I play basketball and I didn't know subconsciously, you know, when you're like, yeah, I'm going to be like Michael Jordan today, that changes your mindset, whether you consciously did it or subconsciously because you inherit these, these, these confidence and, and, and new sort of behavior without knowing what it's like to be Michael Jordan but your approach to the game changes a little bit. You become a little bit more confident. You become a little bit different than the person you are. And this is not, you know, and, I'm, I'm, and I'd love for people to chime in. This is not about being fake. This is not the Instagram, you know, look at me, the Maseratis and the, and the, and the Cabanas. This is about a personal switch that you can turn on to become a little bit different than who you are, to get you into a state of mind to perform at a higher level. That's the idea around alter egos. So with that, you know, let me toss it over to Lindsay. If you're down to chat and uh, share a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm just listening. I, I don't, I've literally been trying to rack my brain and um, um, thinking of an alter ego I've ever used. And I really can't think of one. Uh, I do channel some of, um, my ancestors, though, that are on the other side, that helped me feel uh, superhuman. And then the other thing that came to mind immediately was, it was like, oh, you're talking about code switching. That's what this is. That's, that's huge. That's huge. And also, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, but, you know, something in the book um, does cover this idea of, of channeling your ancestors, channeling, channeling your history, which I think is, is interesting. And I wasn't going to get there until you mentioned it, but that's amazing. But please do tell us, you know, about yourself. Um, so, well, my name is Lindsay. I live in New York City. I'm um, a founder of Preserve and launching in Q3, which it will be a, a rental platform for global fashion, starting with South Asian fashion. So uh, very purpose driven. Everything is meaningful behind what I do um, and very and very intentional. So I'm all business, but I'm also very spiritual. Amazing. Is there a catalyst that um, pushed you to solve this problem? Yeah. The first year I started dating Shiv, my fiance, I needed 15 outfits for three weddings <laughs> and couldn't believe how difficult it was to source the outfits. <laughs> um, and, and then also um, just learning about how beautiful the artisanship work that goes into these outfits right and um just surprised that the america doesn't know about it it's in it's the south asian community is one of the most underrepresented communities in the u.s yet fastest growing uh, because of um, people like me interracial marriages are huge so i want to help preserve the culture i grew up not knowing anything about where i'm from i know i'm scandinavian but that's it and so um, one last thing is that, you know, what I see within the South Asian community in the U.S. is that 
you're at a very critical moment because, um, you know, going into the second and third generations where either you can abandon um, the South Asian culture and adapt to the Western lifestyle or continue, continue on with the traditions. And so I'm here to help preserve that culture. That's amazing. Um, before you pick another person, do you want to share or, or dive a little bit into how you channel ancestors? You mentioned it. I'm just curious about it. Um, if you open a chat about it, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I d have done it since I was a kid without even trying. Um, I see things that other people don't see and dream things and it happens. So I would guess you would call me psychic. Um, but any anybody is, everybody is born with intuition. We just have to tap into it. And just believing what you feel and that, you know, like it, let's say, say you're walking down the street and you see a feather and then you automatically think of, you know, someone that has already passed. That is a sign from the universe on the other side. I'll, I'll tell you one quick story. I was my grandmother's caretaker until she passed away and um, in my in my late 20s. And 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 she said before she died, she said, uh, I'm going to leave you pennies. And that's my way of showing you that that I'm here with you uh, in spirit. And, and so I constantly find pennies upside down and I don't ever find quarters, dimes, nickels. I find pennies. So I know it's her with me. And so that's just a sign knowing that like we have ancestors around us that are or guardian angels that are always helping us. That is awesome, man. Uh, and thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Um, so we tend to pass the mic uh, to somebody else that's above you, beside you, left, right, depending on what you're seeing. So pick a name and let's pass the mic. I would love to hear from Tarchika. How did I know you were going to pick me? Thank you, uh, Lindsay. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Tarchika. Um, I really like this topic because I feel like I can relate and resonate to it so much. Um, it really takes me back to when I was younger because we moved around a lot. Um, I think I went to seven or eight different schools. So I always had to sell myself to the other kids to to gain friends. And I noticed that I was always um, in sort of um, like in, in with the popular kids. So like I never had any problems making friends and, and I made a lot of friends. Um, so that's kind of where I started to see that I was kind of selling myself by mimicking others' behaviors, their language. Um, catering to the audience and things like that. So as I kind of grew up, I started to use those tactics wherever I went. And, it, you know, it, it's helped me like throughout university and then um, work as well. Um, I'm in HR. Um, and just like I'm a creator too. I'm, I'm a very artistic person. So um, I feel like I can switch up um, characters and I do have different alter egos. So um, you'll like catch me doing um, odd things like wearing different outfits and styles depending on where I go. Um, I do have different personalities. And for a very long time, I told myself, okay, I'm a Gemini and that's why because Geminis are known to have like different faces and different personalities. Um, but I, I do have one for, um, for my HR work environment. I do have one as an artist and creator. Um, I do have one um, 
around Gen Z because I, I work with uh, Gen Z and the younger crowd. Um, that's part of my job. And I do have another um, as a mother to three. Um, and then I have my other personality to my friends that are my own age. Um, so I really learned to cater to different audiences as I go. Um, I become like them. Um, and yeah, it's let me become really successful and really shine um, through everywhere I, I went. And um, I feel like I do have the ability to walk into a room ready to own it. Um, and it doesn't matter like wh who's in it or which crowd is in it. Um, but this has also led me to um, feeling that imposter syndrome which I didn't know that it was a thing for a very, very long time. But after I learned about it, I started to embrace it um, and embrace like all my alter egos. That is so dope, man. Uh, and since you've talked about multiple alter egos, um, one of the things that Todd talks about is, is having an activator, like something that, that helps you transform. Like Superman, you know, when he gets into the phone booth, you know Clark Kent is paused for a bit. Do you notice a change? Is there something you do to like consciously step into the HR versus the the creative side, or it just flows? It it's kind of feeling out the energy in in the room, you know, like the energy of the people that are around you. Um, like the other day, I I went out to meet a couple of uh, friends that I met on Clubhouse, and I was wearing like all street gear. And um, I wore like a, my hoodie and I had like my hood on. So just knowing that, you know, that's the, the crowd that I'm going to be with. Like a lot, a lot of people on this platform that I've met are kind of younger in Gen Z. And because I work with Gen Z, like I just kind of know like how to present myself. So just feeling out like the energy, the vibe of people, like ev everything just changes. My language changes. Um, my slang changes and then I come home <laughs> you know I see my kids and I know their energy and then my mom voice comes on do you know what I mean so it's just yeah. I think with practice when you have a lot of alter egos and it's just becomes a part of you a part of your daily life it just it you can flip it on and off like a switch that's amazing man I got like a thousand followers so let's go around the room <laughs> uh, okay so I'm picking now yeah yeah it's over to you pick up pick another person okay. I will pick Sandirin. Sandirin, you're, it's your, yeah. you're up, buddy. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. We're excited yeah, to hear sorry. from you. <laughs> this is our first time actually speaking in uh, Clubhouse. Hey, we love first timers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you guys are the lucky guys to hear me, me speaking. <laughs> um, Welcome, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so, you know, I think... Uh, the uh, alter ego, in my opinion, is needed when you are growing up. Uh, I think certain identity you create for create for yourself, uh, it kind of like you know gives you a little bit of a uh, confidence to present like you know who you are to the world. But the same identity can be troublesome, right? Like you know if you are not careful, right? So, like I I I worked in like you know many companies like you know from a developer to pre-sales consultant. Like, you know, just to give you an example, I, when I worked at HP, when I go, go to like, you know, meetings in, uh, let's say, meeting clients, you know, they treat you differently because I'm wearing HP brand, right? But when I joined the startup company, I go to the same, same like, you know, company to do something 
and they treat you differently, <laughs> right? So the brand itself is carries so much weight, right? So I think ego is kind of like a brand, right? You you create certain identity for yourself, uh, but sometimes that same identity can be, uh, I don't know, I would say, uh, it, it, it can be troublesome, like, you know, if you're not careful, right? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I guess that. when you, the, it, it depends on what you consider success, like, you know, as, as you are growing up, like, you know, starting up your career, success is like, you know, getting the best job in the world, like, you know, high paid jobs, six, six figures. And then after a certain age, that's not success anymore. It, uh, you know, to, you should be able to ground yourself, right? That's success. Yeah, I, I like that, man. And I like how you started to bring in the other side of building alter egos, the fact that if an alter ego gets pushed too far and you know one personal story i have before you you pass the mic on is you know i've been a serial entrepreneur my entire life i started my first company when i was 18 and i had no idea what a being a a, a leader is or a boss or ceo but i had these visions and and emulated from tv shows and books that i read and i didn't know how to turn on and off and so you know, uh, once I got into a relationship and, and once I got married, um, the guy that went to work every morning, this, this go-getter, this hustle, uh, CEO mindset, I didn't know how to turn that person off when I got home and I was still behaving with the same intensity until I realized, damn, like that, that alter ego that's going out there and put myself on the line and cold called and build businesses, that person can't come home. That's yeah. not the same intensity, and and that was a very big light bulb moment for me. Yeah, so, so I think the ego is kind of like you know clothes that you wear, like to just get your job done, and then you should be able to know like when to wear the clothes and like you know when to like you know ground yourself. That's how I see it, right? Yeah. It, it, it will get you the job at the same time, like you know, certain level of authenticity in life is needed, so that sometimes the identity that you create, it can really. Um, uh, kind of take away from your authentic self. No, I love that, man. So before you pick the next person to pass the mic on, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you doing now so we get to know you a little bit more? Uh, yeah, like uh, I've been working in uh, many companies. I am in the technology sector, um, worked at like you know, HP as a pre- pre-sales consultant, travel around the world, um, and now I'm uh, working at RBC as an architect. Amazing, man. Thank you for joining us and thank you for being uh, on, our, on our page for the first time. So you get to pick anybody else that's beside you, around you, above and below. Uh, I will pick uh, Sanjay. Hi, guys. What's up, Sanjay? So I've been uh, uh, listening, very, very good conversation here. Um, you know, what I, I thought about this, you know, as we grow up as little kids, when we're very young, I think each and every kid... Uh, grows up with an alter ego. I, I look look around, kids playing in the park. They all pretend they're Superman. Some other kid pretends something else, and you see them, you know, doing things. Um, and we all, all, all have role models. We want to be like someone else as we grow up. Um, and then we try to, um, you know, not feel comfortable in what we do. We're scared to do certain things. And I think uh, this... Uh, this altered ego is something that allows you to, you know, go past difficult situations. 
kids get more confident you look at kids playing and then um when they when they pretend there's something else something they watched on tv or they watched a show or they uh they 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 listen to someone you know a a, a rock star uh singing a, a song they they want to emulate that and when they do that they're very confident they have no problems doing it and it's the same same mindset as as you uh, you know step out into the corporate world or something that you want to do uh and you're not confident uh you feel you're not good enough uh and that's where you need to become a child again and you need to think big and you need to be confident uh look at people who are successful see or observe them closely see what makes them successful and there's no no shame in trying to learn some of the good qualities that you see in other people and practice and practice and try to get better uh at what you're not comfortable with no. you know trying to trying to uh, get into a difficult situation and especially public speaking was tough for me uh you know i uh, rajan knows i i'm an engineer i worked for many years uh i used to sit uh, work at cisco and think what do these guys do in sales and marketing you know uh, we make all the great products which you just sell um but then when i started my own company and i built my product and there's nobody you know it's great but there's nobody coming in and saying hey i want to buy this there's a lot more effort to be done so i needed to now become someone who can go out there talk about what we are doing tell the story get people excited about it and actually go and buy what we uh, you know what we're selling so this is this is huge i think everyone goes through this process whether you like it or not if you have the passion to do something you have to look for role models and i think this topic is pretty relevant for that i love that i love that 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 example that you gave of trying to overcome something that you weren't good at yet by creating this other version to get out and 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 be that sales guy be that driver because you have to and there's no other choice yeah uh satish and ravi i have to step away for a while i'll try to come back if i can okay. awesome rajan thanks, thanks rajan thank you thanks for having me i thanks love it so here. before you pass the mic tell us a little bit about your company and uh, what you're working on now um yeah so i was i was working at cisco for many many years i mean 8 or 9 years and then i worked for a few startup companies uh we we started the first uh, you know connected home platform you know uh, i worked at linksys for the wifi technology uh but all through that i always wanted to build a solution that uh, um that takes care of you know impact impact uh, stuff you know climate climate related stuff like water uh, gas energy those kinds of things and living in california you know it's earthquake prone so wanted to build a solution that can predict uh, uh predict and mitigate uh, you know water related risks or um gas leaks and those kinds of things so uh in 2016 i started uh, my company sai life and uh, we pitched the idea to the local utility in los angeles you know the los angeles water and power uh, they they are part of an incubator uh, they actually fund an incubator in la it's a los angeles clean tech incubator and that's where i met rajan as well and we pitched the idea they liked it and then we started focusing on water and uh, now uh, we 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 went through that i started it in 2016 uh 
uh, and we uh, we started uh, you know getting traction selling our solution in 2019 late 2019 so now we have about uh, 500,000 in revenue and we're raising money uh, to get to the next stage so that journey has taught me that uh, you have to become multiple people uh, you know to actually be successful as a startup founder because you are not going to be able to find all the different people with the different skill sets with the limited resources that you have to come out and help you you need, you need to be that person and you need to be able to communicate become different people like you said right there alter alter your ego or altered egos uh you know you need to you need to put different hats become different people and try to be confident at what you're doing and then get people to support you help you and you know help you put the that train that entrepreneurship train on the track you know that's the tough part no i i love that man i think you you uh opened up a few more levels of this conversation um before you pass the mic uh i want to i want to just do a quick reset of the room um guys thank you for joining uh this is the disruptors den uh with your host Ravi and Satish uh, or my alter ego Sats B and we'll talk about Sats B in a little bit later in the show once you guys have had a chance to chat and uh, we come online every night 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and the whole idea is to is to create conversations things that um that that we all think about but might not have a space to openly discuss and we start off with a topic and we let the room's energy and vibe fill in the gaps and and 9 out of 10 times man it's been some fantastic conversations right ravi absolutely i've been enjoying this uh, i feel like i'm learning a lot uh, through people and getting better at uh, complete com- like talking about some ideas that i have um so i love this and uh, let's keep it going sanjay uh, could you uh, pick the next person uh, i'll pick uh, is it uh, san my man uh, san, san like san diego <laughs> okay san okay yeah uh thank you um Yeah, so I was I was thinking about this and and um glad I I went later cuz I had to formulate uh my thoughts on this. So I guess my alter ego for myself uh for you X-Men fans would be uh would be Wolverine. What? Um, <laughs> so there's a couple reasons why, especially as a founder and uh, as an Asian male and, and so a couple things I'll say. So number one as a founder um I love the fact that he just, you know, he can take all that punishment and heals himself and I feel like resiliency is is part of my superpower. I've been I've had some failed startups and and gotten back and 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 come back stronger. Um and then the other piece is, you know, Wolverine just kind of goes nuts every once in a while, right? And and I think, you know, for myself, I'm pretty low key, uh but um uh, you know, I I have my moments so like, you know, I, as an Asian male, I I'm always kind of aware of the stereotype that that we're not great at you know sports and things like that so i really i really took pride in 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 being a decent athlete uh so i play basketball a lot and then there's just times where you know i'll be real chill and then someone will just come and just start talking trash to me <laughs> and i'll just go nuts and it's funny because um i play kind of uh, with a couple guys in my uh, neighborhood and and uh i remember one time one of the guys i play with he's a friend of mine and said dude he's like sam Why do you never why do you never play angry when I'm on your team? And it's just cuz I, I just go nuts and I just kind of, you know, <laughs> like I'm like crazy uh for a while and I think that's kind of uh, you know, that's my Wolverine in me. So, uh I I guess I'll say that that's kind of my uh my alter ego. 
Hey, man, once you see Boogie coming out soon, Asian basketball movie, you, you, I want you to come back and share what you think. Absolutely. And yeah, no, and, and I can't, I couldn't go, you know, it was funny because there weren't any kind of role models, you know, for, for basketball growing up. And then Jeremy Lin came around, so I couldn't go on a basketball court with everyone calling me Jeremy Lin, <laughs> even as a little bit younger than me. But, uh, but no, and, and I had so much respect for him for that just because he was, he kind of really just changed the narrative um, around, you know, Asian males, in, you know, in, in a sport like basketball. So I, I so, so respected and appreciated for that. Yeah. And, you know, my, my previous example, like, you know, I come from a generation where everybody wanted to be like Mike, right? But uh, the generation that Jeremy was able to inspire, there's kids all across the country that put on their shoes and they want to be Jeremy Lin for that game. And that's incredible that they want to channel whatever that he's put out as confidence, as swag, as game. And that for me is the power of this alter ego mindset where you can shift into a perceived comfort and confidence by just pretending you want to be in somebody else's shoes for that moment to be at your best. Absolutely. So uh, before you pass the mic on, whoever's going to get the mic next, uh, please do share a little bit about who you are what you're up to before you dive into it so we get to, to, to learn more about you as you get to know about us too. So uh, pass the mic, homie. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, no worries. Uh, we'll get some female perspectives. Uh, showcase, uh, I'm going to pass it to you. What's Thank up? you, Zan. Uh, uh, welcome to the stage. Hi. Hi, Ravi. Hi, Satish. I've um, definitely been in the rooms before. Always oh, great, great section. Um, I guess so. So, am I supposed to speak about like my alter ego? Yeah. Do you, do do you have one? Do you do you think about it? Um, you know, do oh, you do you? I think about it all right. Yeah. Let's let's I... <laughs> let's break it down. Let's break it down. And if you got one, I want to know what's the alter ego. You know what? I don't know. It's so weird. Well, I mean, for me, like I'm a very expressive person. Those that know me or follow my kind of, I guess, social media and content and things like that, I have, I have a lot of personality and all of, a lot of energy. So. I think like now being in my 30s, I've just kept a lot of that in when I was younger. So now because I'm really trying to, you know, challenge societal norms and really embrace who I am and, you know, and where I come from and not be ashamed of it. I, I like to think, you know, I do have an alter ego. Like, it's, I don't know if I want to share the name. I feel like it's a little bit silly, but, you know, it's 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 foxy. But, you know, it's I mean. Listen, just, man, we got <laughs> Sasha Fierce, we got you, we got Sats B. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So um, I think it's I think it's great. I, I feel like if people are connecting and they feel that, you know, let me identify with an alter ego. Like, let me see, you know, what can come out of kind of putting yourself in kind of a different position or just kind of pretending to be in a different space or whatnot and just really exuding and expressing yourself even further. Like I'm always encouraging people to express themselves. Sometimes we, have very, we might have a very hard time articulating that verbally, but um, you can do it in any form. So I'm a dancer as well. So I feel like even when if anybody catches me like at a party or like something like that, like you'll definitely see me be so expressive. And I think it's important. I think it's healthy and I think it's pretty cool. So, yeah. No, that's amazing, man. And anybody that's, you know, in the public eye uh, and, and being out there as a creator, it's one of the hardest things to do because you got to you got to protect the core, but also create a persona. And, and, and that's when, you know, when when I created Sats be the brand without thinking about it, I was like, OK, 
We're going to run this giant music festival. I don't know who's going to come to the show. I don't know how they're going to evaluate me. I don't know what they're going to interpret it. But Satish needs to be protected, the guy with the wife and the child and the family group. So then, like, you know, 15 years of Desi Fest, Satish has never been on stage. It's been Sats B, the alter ego. I got a little routine that gets me into this mind shift of being in front of hundreds of thousands of people. But when I tell people that, it, it's hard to comprehend because there's this idea of, like, be real, be you, be real. And sometimes I question, what does that even mean? So I don't know if you want to tackle that a little bit, or if you're cool, you can also pass the mic on. Uh, I'll definitely pass the mic on. I just don't want to feel like I'm monopolizing. But um, Mayura, I don't know if you went already. No, we haven't heard Thank from Mayura. You. What's sure. up, Mayura? Hello, Satish. Um, I love this topic, alter egos. And um, I really liked what you said about Martin Luther King with the glasses, because I feel like I have that alter ego with my glasses as well. I'm really blind without it. So maybe my blind self is also an alter ego of its own. But I feel like recently I've been creating this obsession for alter egos. And my main reason to that is because I feel like um, failure is probably the reason, because I feel like if I have a lot of alter egos and I fail in one of them, then I have another alter ego to go to. And the cool part is not everyone knows all the alter egos that I have. So it's hard for them to comprehend, just like you said, um, all the different ones. Um, Ooh, listen, I, yeah. I, I don't interrupt, but I have to this time because this what you just said of having a set that one fails, the other one can take the spot. Yeah. That is brilliant, and I want to learn more. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of an experience, but I can't think of one on top of my head, probably because there's been so many. Are you consciously, um, are you consciously creating or they're popping up as you move through life? I am consciously creating, I think. And I think that's me trying to work with new, like a lot of organizations. Like people know me as doing a bunch of things at, um, at the same time. So I have this like mindset where like I have this like if I'm working at one place, like a group of people that I see, and then if I'm also doing something else at the same time, that's a different group of people. So I have like a list of different groups where I have different personalities for. And say, um, I don't know, I get bored at one place or I get into a fight at one place, um, I have the other one to go to. So yeah, that's my system. That is awesome, man. That is awesome. And I think you, you brought that other idea of it's okay to have multiple because there's no rules to this game. Like, you know, as kids, we have tons of these alter egos in our brain as we as we go through life and try to navigate what it's like to be a little person in a big person world. And then as we get older, there's this there's this thing that starts to squeeze those things out. You gotta pick one, you gotta do stuff, you gotta commit for the rest of your life by going to school and picking a career. And then and then later in life, we're like, damn it, you know, I've created these multiple personalities to get through life. How can I do it healthy? And so I love the fact that, you know, you've opened up this idea of you can have as many as you want, as long as it empowers you and it allows you to do what you want to do in life. Yeah, totally, Satish. And I remember when you just said, um, when people talk about be the real you and all that, I feel like all the alter egos make up the real you. Um, if you what? have like a crazy fitness side, um, that's part of you. If you have a crazy music side, that's part of you too. It's all of that that makes you you. So, yeah, that's about it. No, that's amazing, man. And uh, before you pass the mic on, um, you know, uh, Showcase said it and you said it too. Uh, it's not just like 
us, you know, everyday people that are struggling with this. You know, one of the examples in the book was Beyonce. Beyonce, the original Beyonce, is this good church-going, church-singing girl. And for her to step into the limelight and create different content and bring in front of millions of people, she needed to create Sasha Fierce. And that was the brand and the persona that she turned on the minute she got on stage. And that was her alter ego that allowed her to build that brand. And, and to what Mayura said, you know, the book continues to explain how eventually, as you get comfortable with the personalities and you get comfortable with the boundaries, you go back to zero, which is you. And you go back to the Beyonce, you go back to the Satish, you go back to the Mayura. And so I love the fact that you sort of brought that in. So amazing. Let's pass the mic. I'll pass it to my name twin, Mayu. Hey, what's up? What's up? I'm Myron. I uh, work at Bluemax as a growth officer. Uh, thanks, uh, Mayura, for sharing your piece. And um, Welcome, dude. And Welcome. What's up? What's up, man? And I kind of like when uh, when Satish touched on, you know, when he was growing up, everyone everyone wanted to be like Mike. I feel like when I was growing up, like, my role model, like, the person that I looked up to was Kobe Bryant, right? And... Um, when Kobe was on the court, he would turn on a switch and he would become the Black Mamba. And that was his alter ego. So I feel like the Black Mamba kind of gave birth to the Mamba mentality. And growing up, how I incorporated that into my life was like whenever I felt um, any kind of negativity, I came across any failure or challenging opportunities, I would always ask myself as a kid, like, you know, what would the Black Mamba do? What would Kobe do? And I, I feel like that kind of helped me overcome a lot of obstacles and barriers growing up. And I even till this day, I still, although Kobe left, I still look up to him, right? Just because he was such a big influence in my life. And like, to, to me, uh, the idea of like developing an alter ego, um, it, it does, it, it is caused by, um, you know, pain, negativity, failure, and it involves like a paradigm shift and understanding the, the perception of the truth doesn't, uh, understanding that like the perception of the truth doesn't always mean um, what's actually true. So being open to changing your belief system, um, your current beliefs and like the way you do things currently will only get you more of what you have right now. So I learned that if I want to really change or want to improve in a specific area of my life, I find that I got to change the way I view myself in that situation. The moment I change my perception to um, represent a higher version of my ideal self, I begin to chase that new standard. And I'm sure that, you know, as life goes on, I'll create more of these, many more of these alter egos, many more of these um, new higher standards that will help me reach my goals. That's amazing, man. I, I love how you brought it to an aspirational position. You know, you don't necessarily have to step into the Black Mamba. You can aspire by what that means to you. And that becomes your, your guide more than an ego, which is amazing, which is amazing. Um, thank you. Hey, Marin. I just want to say, I mean, I grew up a lot of my life. I, I born in Toronto, but grew up most of my life in LA. I'm a diehard Kobe Bryant fan, and like my my iPhone, when it's in the like lock position, it's a picture of my father who passed. Um, the background of my screen, though, when when I'm I'm scrolling, it's it's Kobe Bryant, and it says, "It's a, my favorite quote after he tore his ACL. It's if you see me in a fight with a bear, pray for the bear." So that's like I live by those words. So wow. that I just love that you love Kobe the way I do, man, because that's I feel it. That's awesome, man. That's amazing, man. London, welcome back. It's been a while. Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> we're we're doing the 
the past the mic game. So uh, I can't wait to hear your your version of this story. Um, Myron, pick another homie or person, and let's go. Uh, I'm gonna choose London. I don't fully know the question. What is what is it? So, what alter egos we adopt? Yeah, yeah. So so l- let me jump back to you then. There's a couple of folks that were already in waiting to speak. Absolutely. So I'll b- bounce back to you. But uh, I think, Utterin, if you're looking to speak, man, let's open up your mic. I know you've been here for a while. So I want to hear what you think. If Utterin's not here, then Raghavan has been way too long. I'm here. I'm <laughs> oh, here. I'm okay. here. Sorry, here. sorry. <laughs> What's I up, thought buddy? I heard Raghavan. Sorry. No, no. We'll go to Raghavan after you. What's up, Utterin? Good to see you here. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, alter egos. Um, one of the things, I mean, I had two alter egos, right? Um, growing up, you know, I was always this introvert and, and I chose tech as my field of choice and I went into it and it kind of suited my personality. Um, and then I became more of an entrepreneur, just as you are, Salish, um, at the age of 25, you know, I decided that I'm done working, you know, I was working in these jobs that I did not love. And then I went and started my own digital signage company. You know, we were on this mode where, you know, I had to pretend as an account manager. I became the sales guy, right? So literally no training, nothing, no mentors. Um, So we kind of had to figure out the lay of the land and pretty much we were on the street pretty much dropping off flies, you know, we were talking to businesses and things like that. And so I really had to um, come up with sort of a a personality that wasn't me, right? I'm comfortable being quiet. And here I am, I had to to kind of speak up. So I like Smallville, so Clark and Kent, um, you know, I like um, that kind of Superman fantasy land. Um, So that's my alter ego. And then the second time I had to channel it when I switched from a tech role to sort of uh, property management where I had to be an extrovert again. Um, so that's my alter ego always. Go back to Superman. Hey Amen. Superman is my favorite too. And uh, before, before you pass the mic on to Raghavan, tell a little bit about what you're working on so everybody gets to know you a little bit more. So right now I'm... I'm kind of busy building, you know, I'm, I'm done working for, I'm still employed, but I'm done working forever. So I'm currently working on, on my dream, uh, entrepreneurial dream. Amazing. So we'll, we'll keep uh, getting you up to speak as you share more about this adventure. I know a little bit of this stuff, but I want you to be comfortable to speak when you're ready. Raghavan has been way too long uh, since we've chatted. I'm so happy you're here tonight and hope uh, you've got an alter ego to share because I, I think you have one. Sure thing, bro. Sure thing. Happy to connect again, Satish. And I know a lot of faces here and a lot, a lot of names and and a few new ones. Hello and uh, hi to everybody. So my alter ego, um, I've been listening to a, a lot of you speak and, and I, I'm beginning to get a little confused if I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I have an alter ego that kind of switches on without me even beginning to wonder if it's going to turn on. Um, you put me in front of a large audience. The bigger the audience, the better my alter ego is. You take me out of that space and have me talk to a couple of guys, a couple of people. I am not doing all that great. I, I could be shy. I could be introverted. I could be... Um, awkward 
but you put me in front of a large audience, 1,000 people, 10,000 people, put me in front of an audience at Air Canada Centre uh, or wherever it may be, I turn into an animal. I turn into something something that I can't describe what I am. Uh, some of you may have seen me, some of you may not. Uh, and it also happens when I'm in front of a camera uh, doing television. Again, uh, sorry, to Satish's point, I'm, I'm a broadcaster um, of the past and now more of an entrepreneur trying to get my life in order um, in, in that angle. But yes, so that's that's my story and my relationship with alter egos. I, I, it's not something that I choose. It just happens. It switches on as soon as I get in front of a larger audience. And I don't even have to worry about turning into that mode. Does that sound weird? It's like a, it's like a better Hulk, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, just, you just transform, but for like positivity, you know? It, it, the, the crowd comes up. And... Uh, Maybe we'll come back to you, and I'd love for you to think about, like, what's the trigger? You know, how does your brain know, hey, I'm in front of five people, so it's not, you know, ready to, to, to bring that other guy out versus, you know, 10,000 or 100,000? Is it the anxiety? Is it the, the whatever it is? Something is triggering it, and that's one of the things that, you know, I tend to focus on to understand better so that I can consciously turn it on and... You know, I, I went through this exercise as, as I was building my, like, public-facing sort of career. And, you know, the first few times I was pitching people creative ideas as an agency owner for the first time, my head was freaking out. And I'm thinking, going, okay, what's the difference? I'm in a boardroom with four other people pitching a creative concept. I just rocked a party of 1,200 people this weekend on turntables. What am I missing where is the nervousness coming from where is the confidence coming from why do i need to like you know be afraid now when i just did something on the weekend it took me many many years to figure out what the difference was and then how to like turn on something that allows me to compete in both places at the optimal level so uh, i would love to get back to you you know if time permits and this stuff but glad you're here <laughs> uh, pass the mic on uh, i think i think we've got Roger actually here. um if I can, before we pass the mic on, uh, Raghavan, um, I really like that you opened this up because uh, I definitely relate to you. And uh, uh, Travis, uh, who can't join us today, he's, he left his phone on here, but he is texting me on the side um, as he's casually listening in and out. But um, he also agrees with you. This idea that uh, these trigger moments can change us into different people is definitely something I resonate with. Uh, I love to cover that, but Travis actually asked if you can talk about his, his picture his new picture here, if you guys notice, is him as a magician. Um, he he loves the story. He can't join us today to share it, but he's asking if uh, you could talk about uh, that on his behalf. Sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what Travis oh. is uh, hoping for, but... Uh, 2006 Kondatam. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So Travis and I, well, I, I hear Theban uh, in the audience. All right. Travis and I, and obviously Thieben, uh, we go along. Uh, we go along back. Uh, Travis was our uh, go-to magician that we always brought up uh, uh, on the stage. When I say we, it was uh, the Canadian Multicultural Radio. I was director of public relations, community relations at that point in time, and I also reached out to a lot of these uh, artists. And Travis was our was our magician. 
uh, go to magician. Every time we call so him, just to clarify, he was yeah. an actual magician, like a yeah. Yes. The dude 100%. was a magician. He did a, he did a lot of illusions that that kind of made people go crazy. We even set up separate rooms for him to do it. Like we we spent ten thousand dollars on putting up a stage, yeah, for Travis to do it. He was the deal. Man, this is Back when then. I wish we were on Zoom and Travis could do tricks. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, definitely. Uh, Travis is, uh, is a, pr a proud history of uh, being a, uh, a performer when it comes to magic. And uh, the way he talks about it, it's super interesting. Uh, you know, love for him to share it uh, another day. He did talk about it previously before. But Raghavan, thank you so much uh, uh, for sharing that. Um, I do want to circle back uh, near the end about this because I think you opened up a real good point. But if you can pass the mic. Sure thing. And, and I. Uh have to uh, let you guys know that I'm, I might slip out of here. Uh, maybe I'll join another session and uh, carry on a different conversation. Thank you for the opportunity. I am going to pass it on to, um, let's see, Rajan. Rajan, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> What's up, Thanks Rajan? for uh, passing on. Welcome How much? The, How are you guys? <laughs> welcome to the stage. And then when you pass the mic next, the folks that haven't spoken, Anu, uh, Tam, and Theban are right around you. So just wanted to let you know who hasn't spoken yet. But I want to hear, I know you got an alter ego, man. You've gone through some some interesting ups and downs and some challenges. And so and now you're here building an, uh, something new. Uh, walk us through. Well, um, uh, alter ego, to be honest, my alter ego is, I want to go back to Jaffna, wake up at 5.30 in the morning, you know, bath in the well and, you know, take a bike ride to the farmer's market. So I want to live that slow life. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. No, That's a good reset. Alter, alter egos don't have to be, you know, building something extravagant, right? Um, so what, what gives you peace is what my alter ego is. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's a different perspective, the opposite spectrum. Um, but I, I do, um, uh, as a courier, um, I do not want to work for somebody else. Um, I want to build a product that solves real problem, not the other way around as in have a product and try to go find the problem. Um, and th that's, that's where I'm headed. Um, to make it meaningful and you know try to employ a lot of people create wealth and employment that's amazing um, so I'll, I'll you know i don't have a lot to say there um but i'll, I'll maybe pass it on to uh tam yeah man first of all thank you for bringing that interesting perspective because the idea around alter ego isn't always to 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 be loud and 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 sort of be in that that extrovert mindset it's also the ability to go hey there's a version of me that just wants to like you said you know dip in the right river ride the bike get some organic food and like have a bit of a slower version of myself and that's as important as the i'm gonna be mike tomorrow morning because i got a presentation and i need the mic energy so that's a great you know uh setup for us so What's up, Tim? Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for hosting this tonight. Um, Rajan actually got me thinking, and I might change my alter ego. But now I, tell I, us what you had first, man. Like, tell us what you have first. I know you're in that okay, gym. Well, like, well it's, it's similar to, uh, to him as well. But uh, 
originally I had LeBron James because uh, one of the things I live by his his motto is strive for greatness, and uh, I can relate to his his motivation and uh, I guess his will to be the greatest at 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 whatever he does. So it's not just basketball, but even outside of basketball, as a family man, uh, what he does for kids in um, in in the state of his hometown. And uh, just everything in life, really, like um, one of the things like uh, I, I know, like during the playoffs, he goes off of social media and goes on like a whole blackout thing where, you know, he's totally focused on winning the prize. And that's to be the greatest basketball player of all time. And, you know, uh, just last year, obviously, they won their he won his fourth ring. And, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the Jordan era, so I can't say Mike be like Mike, but I grew up in LeBron's era and uh He's always motivated me in the sense of just do your best at everything that you can, you know, regardless if you fail, just keep going at it, regardless what people say, what critics say, you know, he's, he's always got the, there's a thousand people that hate him, but like, you know, he still like is so focused and zoned in. So don't let the haters hate, you know, just uh, focus on yourself. And uh, if you can be the greatest at what you can do, like, you know, all to you. Right. So and to, to relate it to Ranjan, like um, the simple life, uh, one of the things I do is I, I, I do a religious fast every year. So during that time, actually, honestly, like when you do that fast and you go to India and you go through that pilgrimage and stuff, you kind of, uh, I can kind of relate to what Ranjan was saying. Like, you really don't need everything in life. You, you know, you just simplify your life and you do everything with the bare minimum and you find so much peace at that, really. So uh, that would have been my second alter ego, really, um, to be like uh, just simple, you know, simple life, really, you don't really need all the materialistic things, you know, you don't even need all the money in the world, as long as you're at peace with yourself. But uh, yeah, I, I, I would relate more, more of my, my thing to LeBron, um, just the fact that uh, he's always had a lot of haters and stuff and, you know, people... I think that fuels him to be like the greatest basketball player he can be. And then I, I can relate that to my work life uh, when it comes to doing projects. I'm like zoned in, you know, I like cut out all the, all the garbage out of my life and really just focus on task at hand and get that thing complete. So even when it comes to like physical health, mental health, as well as uh, even with my children, you know, like uh, to be the greatest parent I can be. Uh, for them so definitely uh, strive hashtag strive for greatness and that's one thing I preach because like even during uh, my off time off of social media I, I, I tend to do that as well like um, I, I tend to go offline and take take uh, some time off to myself and uh, really set my goals straight every year so every single year I, I'm ready to go and you know win that that next ring, you know, so that, that would love be my that, ultra ego. I love that. And listen, all those guys in their 40s, you know, they're the, the Mike fan. I'm, I'm still a LeBron fan, too. I get you, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the mic on to Anoop. It's been so long since we had a chat. I'm so happy that he's here on the channel. Uh, Anoop, before you dive in, tell everybody about, you know, what you're doing. I'm a huge fan of your entire career, your family, the whole nine yards. Uh, and also, do you have a home life alter ego and out in the world the speaker entrepreneur hustler ego well, welcome my dude it's been a minute it's been a long long minute my friend um yeah so so for me um say so my in my in my in my day job is as bruce wayne 
Uh, I run I run the the blockchain partner business at AWS, uh, and is my as my alter ego in the evenings as Batman. Uh, I I'm I'm actually I'm actually in the process of of launching a new uh, global nonprofit focused on on people centric sustainability initiatives, and so. Uh, but kind of, it took me a long time to figure out what my alter ego was, or you know, even if I even had one. And I, you know, similar to to Raghavan, you know, I I only really discovered that when when the CEO of Cisco asked me, "Hey, you need to go to Japan." You know, not 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 really an ask; it was more of a command. You need to go. To, you need you need to go to China, not Japan, China, and you need to go present. Uh, to a bunch of uh, you know ministers and 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 CIO banks bank CIOs, and I said, all right, let's 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 go let's go figure this out. So you know, I dragged I dragged my whole family off to Beijing for 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 a week or two, uh, and you know get get into a room. You know, we have this real surreal experience around being introduced to the CIO of the world's largest bank and having a conversation, it's all well and good. And then he's like, uh, you're going to do a, a keynote next. I'm like, okay, so, you know, I'll figure, you know, maybe 100, 150 people tops. And, you know, I'm guided into an auditorium of 10,000 people. And uh, the account manager says, oh, by the way, you're being live broadcast to 200,000 people across across uh, China right now. And uh, I only had 20 minutes of content and I had four hours to fill. So, you know, no time like the present to put yourself in the present uh, and, and really own an opportunity. So, you know, what did I do? I had to make up content for four hours straight for you know, 150, 200,000 people, uh, and and that's when I realized, oh, I've I think I've just discovered my alter ego. So you know, kind of like Raghavan, it's like you, you you get on a stage and you have no idea how big the audience, but it's friggin' huge, and you know this this alter this alternate personality just kicks in, uh, and 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 that was kind of my my discovery uh, on on that alter ego. So now it's you know it's been. A year. I haven't done a single keynote in a year, and I'm itching to get on a plane, to get on a stage. I don't care where it is. Uh, I need to get on stage so I can do a keynote just to feel normal again, so my alter ego can breathe. You know. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. You know, I, I love what you said at the end because the the MC, the artist, the music guy that needs a stage and a mic is dying because we can't do our music shows and Daisy Fest and Clubhouse yep. and some Facebook stuff has been like filling the gap a little bit, but I know what you mean, man. I got to let that dude out soon. I feel you guys. I feel you guys. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing. Look, we're doing this every night and I know you got a lot of wisdom to drop on a lot of the topics we're going to cover. So, you know, drop by any time, man. And I'd uh, love to have you on stage again. Uh, we got a couple more folks before we wrap up. For everybody listening, if you like anything anybody's saying, hit that, that poke that face and hit that follow button and, and turn on the notification so that we can continue to All chat. Right. Uh, and everybody here has got some amazing uh, career choices, life choices that you can learn from. So uh, before we go to Deepin, so, I think so Rajan's got your mic on. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted to um, kind of 
uh, kudos to Anoop. Um, I just realized that we have a, a few mutual uh, channels. Uh, I guess Uncle Bezos are our mutual friend here. And then uh, you happen to be also a Carlton alumni. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an expat. I'm living in the Bay Area. Um, yeah. You know, Stisha's brother is, is, is married to my cousin. It's all, it's all, it's all in the family. Nice. Yeah, man. It's good. That's why I was like, Anoop is one of the smartest guys I know. And I've leaned on his wisdom many times over the years as I went on my journey. And so I'm glad he's here and he found us. And we're here every day, 9 to 10. Uh, Deben, over to you. And then Raul after that. And then Ravi will close up the shop. And I know we're a little bit past 10, but I hope you guys are not going to leave for another 10, 15 minutes while we wrap up. Uh, thank you, guys. You guys put me in spot. Like, you know, I, I had never thought as an alter ego, but... I like challenge, like, you know, I have been in, in hostile environments and things that, that I've done, did, I don't know. I don't know whether I can even speak in public, but like, you know, I, I could say if you want, if you say a, a, a figure, uh, not on seven, James Bond, uh, that's, that's kind of stuff that I did. Double oh seven. You took it to a different level, Devin. Uh, yeah, that's it. And I think I can't speak more than that. Sorry. And, and you know, I'm going to call you later just because Ravi and I are, are like ridiculously curious. So we're going to chat about it. Um, but before we go to <laughs> okay. Raul, uh, you know, the whole topic around today is just exploring alter egos. And if you don't think you have one, I can pretty much guarantee you, you have at least one other personality that's inside you that comes out subconsciously or consciously. And the trick, and if you want to read the book, is called The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. And it talks about how you can systematically create an alter ego that allows you in moments of fear, weakness, uh, instability, channel another persona that allows you to continue to perform in peak performance. And Anoop had an example of being in front of 200,000 people thrown out, and then Bruce Wayne took a seat when Batman took the stage. And so these are real things that happen. And, and we, if we embrace it, it gives us another arsenal, another tool in our belt to, to get ready for that crazy world that we step into every morning. So on that note, Raul, you got the last voice on the topic. Okay, so uh, for alter egos, uh, I have someone similar to Tam, I guess I could say. Uh, so as you can see by my picture, uh, one of them would be Kobe Bryant, because I use his uh, Mamba mentality like throughout my life uh, every day, um, you know, to strive to be, you know, a better person and anything that I do. And it's all in your, you know, in your mindset, you know, if you have a mindset, then you have to prove it through the actions. And that's what, you know, Kobe did. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he's not with us today, but, you know, beyond his basketball skills, I would say his mindset you know, for the world, the determination to succeed, uh, to win, and to like, you know, to put the hours in whatever you're passionate about, you know, to get to where you want to go, because that's ultimately, um, you know, how you, you know, achieve things in life. So I keep his, uh, you know, mantra every day. Uh, it was a screensaver on my phone, the mama mentality, to motivate me, you know, when I'm unmotivated in this quarantine, you know, not willing to get up or you know, working from home when you feel like you can, you know, slack off and relax more and not, you know, sit in front of your computer and do the work. And uh, 
that he's one big person. The second person, uh, I would say, I'm pretty sure some of you know, uh, maybe the younger generation uh, knows uh, Nipsey Hussle, who passed away. So Minus being a uh, hip-hop artist, uh, you know, he actually did a lot for his community, uh, community building. And that's something, you know, I hope to do uh, in my parents' villages in Tamil uh, actually. Community building, and also he, like, he, he called himself hustle and motivate. And, you know, that's like, you know, I feel like my father and my uh, grandfather did, I mean, growing up in very harsh, uh, I guess, very poverty-stricken environments, you know, they worked really hard and they motivated the people around them, you know, to do the same. That it doesn't matter, like, what environment you come from, you know, whatever the cards you have, you should play the cards you're dealt to the best of your abilities. And for me, like, I have a, a huge leg up, you know, being in America, which, uh, you know, is like a, develop, like a developed country with a land of opportunity, so I feel like I can maximize my potential, like, more than what my parents had, who did, they didn't have a computer or anything, you know, so, like, to achieve success and also, like, motivate, you know, um, people, you know, to achieve success also, because I have, I go back to my parents' places and I see how they're living and I would like to motivate them that they can, you know, also achieve what they want to achieve despite, you know, their harsh circumstances. And the last person I would say, I guess it's also relating to my, you know, cultural side. I mean, the, uh, this quarantine, uh, I've been cooped inside and I haven't had a chance to go to any cultural events, uh, Tamil cultural events, do cultural uh you know, programs getting back to my roots. And I would say, like, I follow uh, this very oldest text. It's called the Tirukuru, uh, which, you know, states, you know, how to lead a good life, um, how to be a good person. Like, all the things that people have said now about responsibility, family life, uh, not being greedy, things like that. Uh, this poet, his name is Tiruvalluvar, he said the same exact things. And I keep that text with me to, you know, to see to how to lead a good life and be like a positive, uh, positive individual, you know, who, who does good deeds and, um, you know, thinks ethically, you know, uh, most of the time. So those are the people that I would say, uh, I don't know if I would say alter egos, but I would say like, you know, I try to uh, embody their principles, you know, so I can be a good person and, you know, reach new heights. Thank you guys. I love that, man. Thanks. I wanted to add one more thing. Uh, uh, I think I should say that uh, my other also ego, I, I would say Talavar Medagavi Prabhagran. Like, you know, I, I live by his things. Uh, one of his favorite quotes is, I, I try to live by that and then and, and try. I say I try. Uh, I don't know how far I can, I can go like him, but... Uh, uh, that kicks in uh, a lot of the time as well. Steven, could you translate that for everyone? Rajan, can you translate that, brother? <laughs> or, or Rahul? The pass the mic for translation game now. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I had to find the English text, though. Rahul, can you? Yeah, I just, just say it again. Yeah. Yeah, so na na nature is uh, my friend. Uh, life is my philosopher. philosopher. Like teacher. And history is, our, is my teacher, yeah. That is so good, man. I'm so glad we got the translation. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's where I love this conversation tonight, where it went from 
characters, Superman, Spider-Man, all the way down to like real humans um, that are living a life that that empowers you. And then you feed into that energy to do what you got to do. And, and, and that's what I love. And uh, I think um, we got a couple more folks that came back into the into the game. So I wanted to just bring them on. Ravi, what do you think? Yeah, let's keep this going. Um, I know I know Travis is back now and he wants to jump in and a few others joined. Um, so we'll, let's we'll, let's we'll, jump into Priyant and then we'll go to Travis and then we'll close it up. Perfect. Priyant, uh, I checked out your bio real quickly, man, and I love the fact that you're working with immigrants uh, in the immigration space. And that for me is like the area where alter egos subconsciously happen. When you get on a plane and you come to a brand new country, you gotta now figure out what you're gonna do here and how to how to build in confidence, man. And maybe I'm stretching it, but that's that was my thought when I read your bio. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, uh, to be honest, like my alter ego, I I wish uh, like my alter ego. To be honest, I look around for people um, mainly because uh, when I came here uh, and started high school. Unlike most people, I, I, I had a very huge culture shock. Um, I grew up in India. And when you're studying in India, they separate the guys and the girls, right? So when I came to Canada, um, life was completely different for me, right? Um, I was exposed. I went to Cedarbrae. And at that time, Cedarbrae was a really, really problematic school. And when I say it's problematic, like, what we, you could talk about violence and guns. We, we are talking about like mid 2000s here when things were really, really bad, right? And growing up, like I, I really, really needed someone to look up to, right? And and to be honest, like I, I can, like I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan and all that, but like the person I could always look up to for strength was always my mom, right? And the reason I say that is because as a single woman, um, she faced a lot of struggles, right? Um, a lot of, th there are a lot of women in this group, right? And you would know personally how hard it is to grow up in life, right? With all that privilege. Now think about a woman who faced so many problems, who had to escape the 83 riots, right? Um, and go to Tamil Nadu and by herself raise five kids while my dad was outside, like he was in a different country. And by the time we came to Canada, um, it was 14, 80, from 83 till 2004, right? My mom did everything by herself, right? Raising five kids, starting her own business, building ourselves up. And, you know, when I look at people, whether it's Nelson Mandela or wh whoever you want to read, right? I read a lot of Malcolm, I, I read Malcolm X, um, I read about Taliba, and to be honest, for me personally, if I have to look for strength, I look to my mom, right? And and that's that's where I look for success, right? Uh, like like to be honest, like the things she went through to raise five kids in a like in India, where where there's where like you have laws, but laws laws really doesn't change anything down there, right? And you came here, where would I look for strength, right? So I looked at my mom. And I asked her, like, you know, how did you do this? How did I do that? So she was personally like my mentor, right, to grow up. And, and it worked, right? It worked. Um, even though there was a lot of problems, um, even though, like, you know, most of the people I knew, um, they got, like, there were a lot of problems that happened. Some people were deported and all that. But I was able to just keep track, 
right? Focus on studies, focus, 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 right? And I was able to make it, go to university, study, and build yourself up, right? And a lot of, a lot of kids don't get that opportunity, right? A lot of people don't get that opportunity. And something like, like, like I tell myself is that if all of us, if, if all these people that I had um, when I was growing up, I wish they could have someone to look up to, right? I wish if they had an alter ego, they wouldn't have got into those problems, right? And yeah, I, I guess that's my alter ego. I love that, man. Thank you for sharing. And what I loved about your story is being able to look at our own circle. You know, sometimes as 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 a as a multicultural family, um, we don't have maybe healthy folks to look at within our immediate circle. So where do you go? You know, for those of us that can look at our mom, dad, or uncle or whatever and have that that healthy, you know, role model, amazing. And, you know, in, in my case I didn't. I you know, we, we were a family of five that immigrated to, to Singapore and then and then Canada, and it, it wasn't the best model for me to follow. So I had to go figure out where do I find this thing. Uh, and then there's folks where they can just look internally and they're blessed enough to have role models that they can at a very early age aspire to. So I love the fact that you talked about your mom, and thank you for sharing that. Thank you for the opportunity, Satish. Travis, my man. I wish we had Zoom on so we could see you do a show. You know, it's been a talk of town today, man. Raghavan was talking about it. Devin was talking about it. I wish we had gone to the CMR shows to see you rock it, but oh, we're going to have to Thank change that for, one day. Yeah, no, I um, I was supposed to have a, a movie date, but it was canceled while our little son woke up. So, uh, uh, Raghavan, thank you for, for sharing, uh, you know, uh, you know, my experience with, uh, I guess, magic shows and, um, you know, I get to share this little story. I actually, um, Raghavana actually a, a basically um, wrote a reference letter for me for my for MBA school. And um, so I, I, I get to sort of acknowledge that here in this small group. But uh, uh, he played a big role in, in my career because he saw, I guess, uh, and, and Thieben as well, like my, my young uh, years as a magician. And um, you know, the community played a big role in helping me experiment with magic shows and stuff. So I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I love the Batman analogy and I'm going to share something that I never shared with anyone. Uh, I'm just going to read like a, a, a small blurb that I wrote about 10 years ago for, for, uh, for my business school application that kind of captures my alter ego. Um, it reads like this. Um, I grew up collecting big impressions. I was the Batman, my childhood library, the Batcave and my neighborhood, Gotham City. The audacious life of Bruce Wayne split between the supernatural mass crusader and the astute businessman and philanthropist left an unforgettable impression on me as a boy. Uh, as with the big and lasting impressions left by my real world superheroes, Alexander Graham Bell and Mohandas Gandhi, I started developing a premature eagerness to master both the art of innovation and leadership. My first experiment was, this, was a peculiar one. At age seven, while I was visiting my grandparents in Sri Lanka, I snuck out onto the streets with a mini piano and a plastic stool and a basket. I played the same simple tune over and over again until I made 10 rupees, which I then gave to a homeless boy. I remember walking uh, home feeling triumphant. That was my first big impression. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I'm gonna just end, I show the last paragraph read 
the philosophical me at some level sees a youthful optimism in careful planning. As that little boy in Sri Lanka, I was too young to fully grasp my purpose, and yet with great conviction, I headed to the streets armed with a piano and my first business plan. In my more candid moments, I still see myself as that boy, only now with more armor and a healthy conviction that my most lasting impression awaits for me around the corner. So that, uh, I know that uh, uh, Raghavan is one of the few people who's actually seen that personal statement, but I thought it'd be a, you know, uh, a good occasion to share this since we're talking about alter egos. That's I'll, it for me. Let me quick, yeah, let me quickly jump in there uh, for a quick moment. I, and, and I tell you, he lived it. He lived it. Uh, I, I've known uh, Travis from a very young age. I've seen him do magic gigs at, at small little parties, you know, little banquet hall uh, events, all the way up to massive stages at the International Center. And he was the guy who had the business mind. He, held, he was the guy who came up with concepts. He was the guy who gathered his family and friends to come out and do it. And when he was on stage, uh, and I think this is where uh, Travis and I connected, and that's what Ravi wanted me to talk about, which I'm just clicking into my head right now, that when, when he was on stage, Travis was a different animal. It wasn't the Travis that we know now. On stage, Travis was entirely different. Uh, so maybe, maybe Travis also had this extremely um, quick uh, switch that turns on when, when he gets on the stage. But Travis, you, you've done really well for yourself, brother. Super proud. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm, you never forget, you know, and you wrote an amazing letter that, you know, beyond, you know, what others read, it lifted my spirits up reading how you believed in me. So I, I, I'm very grateful. It's, it's a part of my, 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 when I look back, you're a big part of that. Um, I actually did relate to that. I, I was on a mute. I couldn't speak. But you know that point you made about being on stage and then being in person? Like, I get nervous sometimes in smaller crowds, uh, smaller settings. Um, and, you know, on stage, you're right. You just Something just happens to you. You just turn on. I think, Satish, you probably can relate to this. I think you touched on it as well. But um, so I guess it's that alter ego that you kind of just put on <laughs> when you're on stage. Yeah, man. And, you know, thank you for reading that. And, and it also sort of brings this whole topic to a nice conclusion that, you know, this idea of alter egos, when I first saw the book and, and I got a chance to talk to Todd, I was thinking about it from this, from this other perspective of, you know, being fake and why would we create these other personalities? I'm, I'm me, I'm this. And then as I start to read the book and get, got to know Todd a little bit more, I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. There's so many reasons for positivity to protect yourself, which is where I started from. My alter egos wasn't a healthy, proactive start. It was a defense mechanics. How do you get in front of 100,000 people, and, and especially in a culture where they look for the faults first? So how do I protect that guy? And then, you know, as a new immigrant with, with no friends in the market, like how do I now assimilate into a new culture and, and you know, create a new identity that allowed me the freedom to behave differently than what I'm used to doing. And then hearing all of you guys share all the different ways that, you know, either an alter ego or an individual that or a brand or a persona that's empowered you to sort of get past your hurdles. And that's the whole point of this whole thing. You know, how do we get past the roadblocks? How do we jump over our hurdles? And if, and if creating an alter ego can empower you to do it, that's the point of the whole thing. So I'm so happy that everybody showed up and shared. Uh, closing thoughts, Ravi, before we finish it up. 
Yeah, man, I love this, Tish. Thank you so much uh, for bringing this topic up and getting us all, um, you know, sharing some, um, you know, inner thoughts about this. Because a lot of us, uh, a lot of you guys uh, shared some personal stories. But one of the things I really want to touch on is, uh, you know, the ultra egos side of things is a personal story of mine. Is like one of the first, one of the uh, my earliest memories is looking out at buildings and seeing it with people's names on them, right? Like the Rogers Building, you know. Um, you know, other buildings that we see. And I always thought about, you know, things like legacy. And I've always been attracted to uh, stories of greatness, like, you know, people who've left a mark on history, uh, people whose names we remember and study about, whether they be scientists or artists or creators or entrepreneurs or even conquerors and warriors from back in the day. Like, I love the idea that your name and your, and your story can live beyond you. It, for me, you know, that's the closest you can get to immortality, right? The longer your story travels, the longer your name travels, your story lives, uh, outlives you, um, you know, it, 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 for, you know, you live on through those stories, right? And uh, it shows an impact, a meaning that, uh, you know, that dives deeper into society and, and its framework. So I always thought great, a lot about greatness and what it means to be great, you know, and it always comes down to, you know, doing things uh, for society, doing things for others. People remember you for the things you do. Uh, people things remember people uh, for how you make them feel. And uh, one, of the, one of the cool things, uh, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs in the room, um, one of the coolest things you can do as an entrepreneur is to, you know, utilize your business to make impacts. Uh, in the lives of people you hire, in, in the work culture you kind of maintain, uh, in, the, in the lives of the customers whose problems you ultimately solve, right? And the, the, the lives of uh, investors who end up trusting you and, and putting money into you. Like, you know, if you, if, you, if you drive your solution forward, you change their lives, you know, you change uh, their returns. And, um, you know, there's, I think entrepreneurship is a great tool uh, to build legacy. And I think it was one of the main driving factors that brings all towards it. So um, build legacies, not just brands. Amazing, man. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow with another amazing topic. Uh, for those of you that are stick around this long, I'm sure you liked something somebody said. So please hit that, hit that bubble and follow each other. Turn on the notification. And if you got an amazing topic that we can deep dive into, please do also go ahead and message us. And we'll be back tomorrow with a whole new topic. But for now, thank you. It's been a pleasure. We will see you tomorrow night. Take care, everyone. Thanks, guys, for Have hosting. Good night. Good night, guys. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Good night. I think I'm going to stay for the song. <laughs> I'm jamming. <laughs> we've, been playing, we've been playing outro songs. This is on repeat, man. <laughs> guys, this topic was so great. I feel like I needed to hear this because... I don't know if you saw my um, my um, photography and creative page, but the handle of that page, Run Wild My Child, it's actually, it's an alter ego of mine, but I use that kind of handle as a mask to kind of put on outside of being like a family woman and a mom. And, and you know, like I feel like when I go out and do my thing as a creator, I can wear that mask and I can just run wild and let my imagination just go crazy. And then when I come home, I take off that mask. So, and sometimes it kind of, it, you know, it, it kind of, it's kind of bothersome because you don't see a lot of moms doing this. And a lot of people like to put like, you know, they say things to me like, oh, you don't look like a mom. You don't act like a mom. You don't sound like a mom. And I feel very like put in a box sometimes.
And it took me a really long time to kind of say to myself, okay, this is just one identity of me that I have. And just like navigating through this like alter egoness and like imposter syndrome and all of that, just like really educating myself. It's allowing me to become like really more free with myself and be like whoever I want to be. And just like the things that you said, Sadish, um, today about like your DJ self and then your 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 home self being a father and um, you know a husband like it really resonated with me and I, I i needed to hear this so thank you so much for that no i appreciate that man and you know it's 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 weird because some of these things you create subconsciously and then moments happen and you know my wife like she'll put me in my place in two seconds and i remember you know this actually happened after we got married and it was different when we're dating because we see each other you know every weekend or so but we weren't living together and then I would come home and still be in my CEO startup mode and I'll bring that energy and like three months into the into the marriage is like, look, you got to leave that CEO shit at the door. Like <laughs> when you come at home, you're my husband and and I don't want to I don't want to hang out and, and, and chill with a CEO tonight. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And I get the same thing, too. Like I I, um, I always jokingly I say I HR my children. <laughs> and, and in the entire house but you know it's really hard to take off the HR hat but I feel like just uh, you know wearing that hat sometimes really helped me raise my children and they're very like they're very independent and that's why like I can do certain things for myself like I'm always on Clubhouse and people ask me like Darshika how are you always on Clubhouse you have three kids <laughs> well I HR them and they're like super children now <laughs> like, yeah it's just these little little things they can go a long way no it's good I'm glad you shared and and, and and that's what it's been about and like Ravi said you know I've been sharing a lot more than I ever have and it's a much different platform than like the Instagram post or whatever it is and so you know part of it is sharing to like learn but the other part is sharing to heal and I think that's kind of what's the magic about these nightly conversations so it's yeah, all good yeah. and one thing I can tell you is that these conversations has really sparked me creatively as well so I'm very very thankful and i'm very happy to to be a part of the conversation as well so yeah Amazing. just wanted to say thank you to both of you cool man all right good night guys uh we're out ravi i'll check in with thanks, you thanks we'll see you guys good tomorrow night. thank you good night see you guys that's a wrap we're out we'll see you again another podcast it's your boy sat be signing off for ravi this is the Disruptor's Den. We'll see you soon. Good night.